What up, everybody? It is Marty the Meat Man and Grace here with Cross Court Coverage, uh, your NBA slash Celtics slash all-informing podcast. Uh, Grace, how are we feeling on this wonderful Saturday morning? I'm feeling great. I think I'm feeling better than you are this morning. <laughs> Very fair. Um, I was quote unquote in one last night. Uh, so definitely sweating it out this morning, but you know, we got to give the people what they want. Uh, and if I got to record, we got to record. We roll with the punches. That's just what we do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, very on brand for us, very on brand for everyone at our network. We are brought to you by Primetime Productions. That is at Primetime Prods on Twitter, P-R-O-D-S. Don't be like Mike Sullivan and mess that up. Um, <laughs> True. We have uh, a full schedule of pods. Grace, if you want to give us the rundown of what we got going on over there. Yeah, let's let's give a little rundown. Um, So basically... Mostly NHL and hockey-centered podcasts, save for ours, which is special, but don't worry, we have plenty more coming. So on Mondays, we drop my other podcast, All Goals, No Misses, which I host with Lauren. If you haven't listened, you're living under a rock. If you haven't listened to any of these, you're living under a rock. Um, on Tuesday, we drop Two Pad Stack with Ace. You're missing, you're missing out. Correct. Really missing out. Wednesdays, we drop Something's Brewing with Mel and Sully. Thursdays, we currently don't drop anything, but keep your eye out for more things coming. Fridays, we drop Only Bruins with Brett and Boozy and Bobby. And then on Saturdays, we drop Drop the Mitts um, with Chris Davis and Sully. And then on Sundays, of course, you know, because you're listening to this, we drop cross-court coverage with the Meat Man and me. Everyone's been uh, killing it over there. Shout out PTP. Shout out Primetime for, you know, just getting a roster of great, great content so far. I'm really excited to see what's coming down the pipeline. Like we said last week, like we're going to continue to uh, say there's a website in the works. Uh, there's pods for MLB, NFL. Uh, they're not there yet, but they're coming. Uh, so just a whole bunch of stuff to keep your eyes out for. Uh, exciting stuff for sure. Um, and like Grace said, if you're if you're not listening to anyone else, if you're only listening to us, one thank you. Um, but two, please give everyone else a listen because they they know what they're talking about. Um, they really we really just have a great team, uh, yeah. and I'm excited to see to the moon is where where we're going so i'm excited to see the journey there <laughs> to the moon yeah seriously if you haven't listened expand your sports knowledge you know check out some hockey if you if you haven't already i do i would i want to dabble a little bit in this this hot topic all all, all over the primetime uh podcast uh this battle royale thing that's going on um, <gasps> hat, hat, hat tip to everyone who said that i'll be at the top of the hill with boosie uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but if it comes down I didn't to put it, Boosie know, I up didn't, there. I could throw a goddamn swing. <laughs> I didn't put Boosie up there. Mm -mm. <laughs> Chris, I can see Chris. Chris, I'm... I'd put up there. Davis. Yeah, I was like, wait, who's Chris? <laughs> Chris, yeah, Chris Davis. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to talk against 
or for or about it because I seem to be a fan favorite in the in the whole battle royale rankings. So I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, Lord and Grace could give any of us guys a run for our money. Uh, they're scrappy oh, yeah. as hell. I think they've been discounted in that whole conversation. <laughs> Me too. I don't even how did that even start this whole battle royale brawl that we're supposed to have? <laughs> it's because I on the last something's brewing when they asked for questions for topics that week, I said who would win in an all out brawl between all the PTP members. So this is your fault. <laughs> yes. I thought they would say me. Okay. I was hoping they would say me. When, when the pick me energy blows up in your face. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, we going off of that, we started uh, taking some questions this week and we're going to do it going forward. Uh, we definitely got some interesting ones. So we're definitely going to dive into those conversations a little bit later in the pod. Um, but you know, a little more get to know us, a little more like, you know, me and Grace are, this is pod number two. Y'all see us on Twitter and y'all interact with us here and there, but who the hell are we? Uh, why the hell should we be talking about basketball? Grace, why the hell should we be talking about basketball? <laughs> For me, I really, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I was telling... <laughs> The meat man earlier. I while I am an avid NBA fan, I actually never played. Well, I played basketball when I was in fourth grade for a year. I scored eight points in my first game, and then I never scored again. Um, so that was great. Going out and on unless top. you, it, it went out on top. Unless you count <laughs> playing pickup with my law school friends during the year, that's pretty much the extent. Except I was telling Marty about this. I used to do. This isn't a real thing, by the way. This, this is, is a, a real. This is a, this is a real story. thing. <laughs> this is a true story. You can ask anybody in my family that I used to do free throw shooting contests, where you would shoot twenty five shots at the free throw line, and then if you made the most, you won. I was third in the state, but of course that only <laughs> is Maine, number one, and. I only had to make like 13 out of 25 to win. <laughs> 50 percentage in Maine, that's balling. <laughs> that's, you know, we might we might have Cooper flag now, but back then it was all Grace Roberts, 100%. Yep. Just, I just love the idea that there's this competition that everyone just shows up on this court and a game does not happen, but you just have all these kids lining up at the free throw line, chucking up these shots. Winner go home. Like, <laughs> so you could say I'm I'm pretty pro uh, at free throw shooting. I mean, there's plenty of NBA pros who struggle to hit 50% free throws. So if we if we need if we need any if any team needs a free throw shooter, give Grace a call. <laughs> Put me in. Kind of like how there are designated hitters in in baseball. Instead, yep. there could just be <laughs> designated free throw shooters. <laughs> That would be hilarious. You just get these random people coming off the bench. And you're like, oh, yeah, they, they're here for this free throw. That's all they do. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. You just come. <laughs> you would get so many Ray Allen wannabes who are just like, yeah, this is what I do. This is yeah. it. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Um, 
I mean, no shame on pickup. Pickup's a, a beautiful part of the sport. It's like the only way that I get to play at all nowadays. Um, I always challenge my friends who are much more athletically uh, conditioned and oh. faster than me. Yeah, I was going to say, my I, I play with my group of friends, which is six guys and then me. I get smoked. I get smoked out there every single time. <laughs> no, I play against my one buddy. Like Every time he uh, lives up in, like, where is he? Uh, Syracuse, New York. So he's not, he's not around often. But when he comes by, I always just have to chirp a little bit and be like, hey, man. You want to play some one-on-one? And he's like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, well, I'll beat you. I'm like, yep, okay, cool. Let's play some one-on-one. That's all it takes. <laughs> but he's he's fast as hell. Like, he's not good at playing <laughs> basketball, but he gets me to run around the court like a crazy person. So I'm doing all the technical stuff, you know, trying to, like, do everything right, and he's just chucking hail mare. And sometimes they go in. He, he No discredit to him, but it's – a shit show when I play pickup. <laughs> um, but back in my heyday, uh, I never played for specifically my school or like my middle school or my high school or anything like that. Uh, I played rec league, but I was on the championship three P team. Uh, I didn't score oh, wow. points. I, oh, that wasn't my okay. job. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't my job. I was the grab the rebound, uh, steal the ball, full court passes, uh, really just like a setup and hype guy. Hustle, hustle plays. Just call you Marcus Smart. Just call you Marcus Smart. I was Marcus Smart before I even knew who the guy was. (laughs) Uh, Same thing would shoot three pointers that weren't supposed to go in, but God damn it. I kept trying until they did. Uh, Hell yeah. Really? Bodied that Marcus Smart game before I even knew it was a thing. Maybe that's why I fell in love with him. I was like, I see a lot of my game in this, except you're a million times better. <laughs> yeah. Except like you're on a professional level. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the the rotational piece, the sixth man on my rec league uh, Catholic youth organization basketball team. <laughs> the Catholic youth organization. Stop. Yeah, no, we played in, like, an old church. They literally just got the pews <laughs> in the altars and everything and just put the, the hardwood on the, the – it was hilarious. <laughs> that is sensational. Uh, but, yeah, um, I get – and then my other dabbling, my other, like, level of expertise in basketball besides, you know, being a stud rotational role player in the, the rec league was uh, – in college, I was it was my senior year, and you know, I just needed some BS credits to graduate. And they're like, You could take anything, you've already, you know, finished your minor, you you have all your major classes done. You just need credits. Anything will do. And my advisor goes, Oh, like, I know you like basketball. And I was like, How is the, what are we talking about here, guy? Where are we going? There there is a class called coaching basketball. Are you interested? And I was like, uh, yes, yes, I am. How many credits is it? It's like two. I was like, sign me up. That's a class? I, that was a class at my school. Shout out Plattsburgh. Um, but we, the first day of class, I show up. The class is in one of the classrooms in like our gymnasium building. 
um, the teacher is the head coach of the men's team, and all the people in class are current players on the team. And Classic. Like, oh, oh, this isn't meant for me. This is meant so that these guys can get, you know, two credits, you know, quote unquote, work towards coaching later in their lives, you know, whatever. It was literally basketball practice with the coach and the players. And it was like, oh, we're going to design plays. Oh, we're going to work on this in the gym. And I'm like, uh, I, what do I, I'm, I'm not on the team coach. He's like, yeah, well, you're, you know what, man, you're along for the ride. You signed up for the class. Yes. Can you imagine if, if that was a thing where I went to school at the University of Michigan and it had just been like, I show up and it's Jawan Howard just like <laughs> coaching the teaching the class and the, all the players, you know, no, we were D3. That's why this makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just literally me and the whole like everyone else it was the 15 other people on in the class were the whole team. <laughs> That's awesome. I showed up to class one day. I'm wearing Tim's, and he's like, oh, we're going in the gym. I'm like, for what? And he's like, oh, we're going to run the plays that you guys drew up. And I'm like, coach, I'm I'm in Timberlands. He's like, yeah, uh, wipe them off. Don't get the water on the hardwood. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> so I have firsthand experience with drawing up plays for a D3 school. If anyone's looking for a coach... <laughs> Hell yeah. I think we they used like one or two of my plays and one of them worked and the, the other ones were not great. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're basically a coach. Exactly. As long as I got one thing going for me, then you got a job. Easy. <laughs> but yeah, that is the extent. That is the uh, meat man roundabout way of... Uh, being a quote-unquote expert at, at all things basketball. <laughs> and I play 2K. I love 2K. So, you know. Real. Got, a, got some advantage, uh, you know, being a GM too. Play a little Brad. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I know you, you, were, you were talking about this, and uh, I think actually Boosie or maybe it was the OB account uh, tagged uh, cross-court coverage in something on Twitter the other day, but it was about Jalen Brown's 2K rating. Yeah. Um, first off, uh, don't believe everything you see on the internet. The first thing that we got tagged in was that uh, Jalen was going to be an 83 overall. Which was insane. <laughs> which, which He just got paid like 60 plus million dollars a year if he wasn't there was no way overall there was going to be we were going to have to talk to ronnie over at 2k and be like hey man be a little serious <laughs> we would have had a problem there would have been a problem yeah. for sure <laughs> um but his actual rating came out he's in 89 i believe yep that's um, correct which at, like it's not great it's not it's not great it's not bad um, when you have JT being a 95, which I think is an accurate rating on a scale one to hundred, yeah. I would, you know, I would argue he's a 99, but, uh, of course we you know, would, but not having the, the, not, yeah, not having the bias that we have 95 is fair. Um, but I mean, it just plays into this whole weird aspect of like JT is 
always and will always be better than JB, and I hate it so much. It's like perpetuation of splitting up the J's. Yeah, and I don't know about you. Like, I feel like that conversation has now, like, if we had, like, a graph of it, it's, like, spreading in opposite directions more. Like, there's this – because, like, I remember back in, like, my maybe, like, my sophomore year of college or my junior year of college, like, so that would have been – well, only like four years ago, but like in that time, oh. like there was, I know quite a while, um, there was, a, <laughs> there was more of a debate. I honestly like feel like there were so many people who were like, they're equally as good. Um, and even exactly, just yeah. since then, it's really like split in two totally different directions. People are like JT is so much better than JB. Um, which I don't even necessarily think like I I do think that JT is better than JB but there's certainly plenty of arguments to make about JB being a better player. Um yeah. I don't think that it's so cut and dry that JT is automatically inherently better than JB. Um yeah. I I would I would say that his talent uh right now is probably equal to JB and he might have a higher ceiling so like people can plan for that. But right right now both of them are 20 plus point per game scorers they both contribute on the defensive end of the ball um you know they're both the heart and soul especially now without mm-hmm. marcus are going to be the heart and soul of the team um and like it's just this media circus of ever since we drafted jt it's been like oh one has to be better than the other they can't be together it's like no why can't we let these guys coexist on our team? And, and it's not even like we haven't seen very successful duos in the NBA. Yeah. Like I, I just feel like it's such an inherently, maybe I'm sure other teams do it, but like an inherently Bostonian sports fan thing to have to like put their players in these specific boxes. Like you're our there star. This is our star. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, you know. no, I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Um, it's definitely a Boston thing because we've seen it all over the NBA. Most teams are looking at, you know, having big threes and like, you know, three guys who are all their quote unquote star. But we can't even stomach having two guys be our star as long as they're playing well. And as long as they're doing well for our team, who cares? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about the 2K rating is that it's silly to continue to try and move them uh, and and try and, like, split this difference. I, I think that, again, recency bias is going to continue to bite Jalen Brown in the ass. Oh, he can't go left. Yes, he can. It was a bad game. It was a bad series. Whatever. Um, like, we, I, I, I'm so sick of, like, just the little knocks on Jalen Brown. And... Honestly, like we, a lot of people treat Tatum at way higher regard and don't criticize him for the things that he messes up. And don't get I me was wrong, gonna... I love JT, but he ha- he messes up. <laughs> no, a hundred. You're totally right that people are so much more critical of Jalen Brown. Like we're looking for something wrong. Right, they want to find something wrong. Meanwhile, you can find no wrong with JT. I'm like, that's we we know that's not true. That's not how basketball works. Right. Um, you know, JT isn't also the best ball handler either. Um, 
you know, it's but true. like, and also neither one of them had like an awful turnover number last year at all. Like they both just, you know, existed as a normal, uh, like 30 minute per game guy, uh, 20 plus point score. You're going to have turnovers in that situation. It's just natural. 100%. And neither one of them had outlandish numbers, and they had very similar numbers. And it's just like, oh, but JB has the turnover problem. I'm like, why? Right. If it fits your narrative. Like, that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because he doesn't want to be in Boston? Yes, he does. Shut up. <laughs> he clearly does. Yeah. Exactly. You don't sign a deal like that. Um, and also all the charity work and everything. Like, he, he very much is involved in the city. Um, so it's really, I'm, I I feel like I'm going to have to die on the hill of, you know, defending Jalen Brown, but I will because, like, the amount of scrutiny that he gets is just astronomical compared to everyone else. It's true. Speaking of scrutiny, um, Grace behaved herself. There was news about uh, our boy Kristaps Porzingis, Mr. Tingus Pingus, uh, <laughs> that came out that was saying he was... Uh, quote unquote injured over in Latvia, and Grace didn't say a word. <laughs> I didn't, and and maybe maybe was part of it because I wasn't on Twitter that day and didn't see it until late, and I didn't feel like saying anything then. Maybe, but I think I'm getting better at not freaking out all the time, which I've gotten criticism for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, if you didn't see it. Or if you saw it late, basically, uh, I think it was Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, uh, a report out of nowhere came out of quote-unquote Latvia from some random Twitter account saying that Christoph Sporzingis had hurt his foot um, and the sky is falling Celtics fans. God, do I love to hate you guys. <laughs> you come out of the woodwork out of nowhere and just go, I told you this was bad. I told you getting KP was awful. I told you that he was going to get hurt. Why did we trade Marcus Smart for an injury prone player? And I'm like, hey, who the hell is this guy who dropped the report? Can we look at that first? <laughs> Have you ever read this man's name before in your life? No? What are we talking about here? You can at me next time. You can at me next time. It's all right. He says it with his chest, you know. What can no, I say? But, but you, but you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go out of your way to say anything negative. And like, I tried to get ahead of it, both on my personal and on the cross court uh, Twitter. And I was just like, guys, we don't know anything. If there's an injury over there in Latvia, the Celtics are going to shut it down. If it's serious, okay, we'll figure it out. If it's not serious, they'll probably just shut him down so we don't have another Danio like situation. But oof. it's not something we we need to. Yeah, oof. <laughs> um, first off, we should just stop having our players play overseas for their FIBA World Cup. I know. Plays. I'm I'm sorry. Like I get like you want to play for your home country and blah blah blah. Uh, you have an NBA contract that's going to pay you way more money, buddy. And you got fans who want to buy your jersey. You know what they're not going to do? I, you know whose jersey I don't have? Danilo Gallagnarni. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you want to know why? <laughs> you want to know why? Because he didn't play a goddamn game. Um, and did I want him to play? Yes, I love Danilo. But no show, no jersey. No money spent in your name, buddy. 
<laughs> I wonder how many people did buy his jersey. Yeah. Like, I think they they definitely cashed in on that uh, American Express uh, jersey exchange thing. Yeah, so hell yeah. If, if your player leaves within like six months of you buying this jersey, you can get a new one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, can I uh, trade this Danio jersey for literally anything else, please? I just want to wear a jersey of someone who's playing in the NBA. Thank you. <laughs> and this is no disrespect for Danio. I love him. I love that, you know, he was a team guy all all year, uh, posting, you know, his suit pictures and all this inspirational crap after and before every game. Yeah, even even right before the trade, I mean, he was still like, I'm excited yep. to play for the Celtics. So it, it is sad because I know we both were excited to see him play for well, Boston. He always, his whole life, wanted to be a Boston Celtic. I think that was his favorite team growing up. Yeah. Um, but if, if you get the situation where you get to play for the team that you wish you played for your whole entire life, maybe sit out of the Italy League. Yeah, maybe don't get hurt. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe don't play for Italy, who I promise you, they didn't win that tournament anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Danilo, I don't know if you were going to move the needle on that. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just being real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, KP's fine. Uh, going back to Chris Dobbs, uh, the tweet was BS. The Latvian team put out a statement, which was in whatever language, I think it's Slovakian, I don't know, but whatever language they speak over in Latvia, I had to use Google Translate to understand what it was, but the team put it out uh, that he is not injured, his foot is fine, uh, and then the very next day, KP put a video on his Instagram of him putting up shots and running drills and everything like that, so uh, word of caution and meat man tip of the day, don't believe everything you see on the goddamn internet, guys. I know that it's fun to say the sky is falling. I know that some people get a thrill from that. I'm looking directly at my co-host as I say Yeah, this. no, he is. <laughs> but the sky isn't falling. We're going to be okay. Let's all say it together. <laughs> I know. I think we need a, a, a meat man tip of the week every week to just sustain us. Last week it was... the same shit. <laughs> I know. Last week, last week it was like calm down about Jalen Brown after the last playoffs. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. They're mostly for me, I think. <laughs> no, but Grace, the thing is, is you vocalize it. There's a lot of people that just think the way that you, but what you're saying is their internal thoughts and they're like, oh, everything's doomed. And I'm like, you're not a fan if you get upset about everything the team does or happens with the team's name attached to it. Right. So we're here for the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. Even if Kristaps got hurt, you can't be like, oh, Brad Stevens should be fired because he traded Marcus Smart. It's like, we don't plan <laughs> for injuries. No. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Joe Mazzulla messed this up. It's like, Joe isn't involved in Latvia. Joe. Joe. Mazzulla ball. Oh. But I'm. I'm watching you. I just just so you all know out there in Celtic land, if you have dumb takes, I will speak on them. That's just going to happen. And guess what? If I have dumb takes, I invite you to speak on them. Oh, That's I will. That's how this goes. <laughs> Don't have to ask me twice. So far. I'm too yeah. so far. <laughs> Bad 100. <laughs> but KP's fine. 
good luck in uh I was about to say the whole Tingus Pingus video is stuck in my head now. I was gonna say Lativia. <laughs> Tingus Pingus. You've seen that clip, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The New York fan. Who the fuck is Tingus Pingus? <laughs> I ain't I ain't never heard of Lativia before in my life. I'm like, oh my god, I love New York. <laughs> They're so good. Uh but now anytime if he has if he balls out like crazy, that's gonna be the clip or the audio that I post everywhere. <laughs> For sure. Fuck it, fuck it, tingus, tingus, baby. Tingus, tingus. Oh. Um. But yeah, KP's good. Uh. JB is good. The 2K ratings don't really matter. The sky isn't falling. I promise you all these things. <laughs> That is my meat man guarantee that the, the sky is not falling yet. Um, we do have a couple Celtics questions that came in from, uh, I was going to say viewers, but we don't have those. We have listeners. Correct. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. The first one that we can dive into. Let's see. Downtown Boosie. Who's uh, that? Downtown Uncle Boosie, actually. That is Boosie, uh, Mr. Half of Only Bruins. Well, actually, one-third of Only Bruins himself uh, at Downtown Boosie. I think there's a number at the end of it, but I can't see it. Mr. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He's so back. He's so back. (laughs) Uh, This is a call-out to both hockey and our Chell streams. Uh, The OB boys have invited me and a couple other people to... uh, play nhl hockey on xbox uh we stream it on twitch on wednesdays if you miss hockey or you just want to hear a whole bunch of idiots being idiots tune on in we play on and we're chirping in the chat lauren and i are always chirping in the chat (laughs) plenty of people chirping in the chat we're doing our best (laughs) not good enough Uh, but (laughs) no it never is hand up my bad meat man's fault always forever uh Boosie asks us, and hat tip to him, uh, who is the shower sheriff, or who would be the shower sheriff for the Boston Celtics? Um, you want to give us a rundown? (laughs) What the shower sheriff is? Uh, Shower sheriff, he's a team guy. Uh, He's the guy who, you know, he wants to make sure the, the, the players, your teammates, your buddies are all taken care of. He's going out to Dollar General before the game. He's making sure everyone has the Axe body wash, the three-in-ones, the, the bar soaps, uh, you know, a new loofah, a new uh, wash rag, the shampoo that you want. He'll get that spot on your back that you can't reach. You know, he's just the guy who's keeping the morale up uh, and just, you know, the it guy, the guy that's holding the glue. Uh, everyone needs a shower sheriff. Uh, Boosie's our shower sheriff over at the uh, – only Bruins Chell stream. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Keeps us all in line. Makes sure that my hair is, uh, you know, silky smooth and flowing after games. Uh, <laughs> keeps keeps all our mustaches, you know, perfectly trimmed and cut. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. But if you had to pick a shower sheriff for this Boston Celtics team, I have a couple ideas. You have a couple ideas? I, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, the second I saw this, I, I consumed a good amount of my day. <laughs> I think I, th- <laughs> I think a very a very safe pick, and then I'm going to give you my dark horse pick. I think a safe okay. pick 
is Al Horford. Okay. He doesn't have his own hair to take care of. But man, you know he's looking out for the boys. He's looking out for the boys. That's fair. Always. Yeah. Do you think Al <laughs> is the one who suggested Derek White shaves his head? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't trust Derek White to do the job. No. Mm-mm. Who's your dark horse, though? <laughs> My dark horse pick mm-hmm. is Sam Hauser. Okay, all right. No, I, I get that. <laughs> I can see him just... Hey, everybody okay in here? Everybody doing all right? Let me just take a quick peek. Looking up. Y'all good? Anyone? You need anything? Anyone need anything? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Sam, Sam's one of the, like, he's one of the bus one boys. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Which is crucial, I think, to being a qualifier for being the shower sheriff. The bus one boys are all bench players, uh, all love for the team, all love for the teammates, all good vibes. Uh, and that's why my number one candidate for shower sheriff is Blake Griffin. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, I want the minute we started saying bus one boys. I'm like, you know what? Yep. Blake Griffin one is the most stylish motherfucker on the team. Yeah. He's given every he's given everyone pointers. He's in he's in there. He's like, you know what? Oh, I didn't get to come off the bench today, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, JB. You, you worked real hard. I need to make sure that, you know, you feel good, look good after you get out of this. Uh, JT, your curls look great. Uh, you need to trim up the beard a little bit. You know, he's just calling shots. It's like he's orchestrating the whole team vibe and everything, running it from the showers. And you the sheriff. Also, main, main qualifier of shower sheriff, baller mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Griffin is rocking a sexy stash, and that instant nomination, if he's not shower sheriff, that's how you get on the ballot. <laughs> you know, I was I was talking to Lauren about this. We were talking about hockey specifically at stashes on our next episode. And, you know, I'm not I'm I'm typically very critical of stashes. You know, it's either it's really gotta be just well, right. But I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give it to BG. I'll give it to him. <laughs> And it was a middle of the season thing too. He like was rocking like the scruff for a while, and then he's like, uh, he, in a presser, he was like, "I'm gonna wear a mustache," and everyone's like, "Oh, this is an announcement." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> he's such a weird dude. Like you just know he's a weird dude. I love him though. Like, uh, uh what mo- uh, what show is it? He has that one scene in uh, is it Broad City, where he's uh. He, ha- he has sex or is supposed to have sex with like the main uh, chick, and then they end up just doing like interpretive dances naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's real. That's real. No, that was Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin wrote that scene. <laughs> For sure. He's like, would this be funny? And they're like, uh, yeah, that's gold. You can do whatever you want. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the swaddling scene where he's just holding her in her arms. Yeah. BG, Shower Sheriff, there's no one else on the list for me. I, I you know, no. I considered it. I did think, I did think Sam Hauser. Uh, I think, I think a lot of the bus one guys automatically got a nomination in my book. Um, I do like the Al pick. Uh, he doesn't have his own hair to take care of, so he's got to look out for everyone else. So that's fair. Um, true. Or, or he's, or, 
Or Al swapping everyone's shampoo with Nair, and he just wants everyone to be like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're all silky smooth. (laughs) But thank you for your question, Boosie. (laughs) Can you imagine if, like, one day they all just came out completely shaved head, all bald? It's intimidating. The other it would be what the other team wouldn't have any idea what the fuck to do. They'd be like, they're gonna be so fast. They'd be getting the, they'd be playing off like the sunlight, the the lights yeah, reflecting gonna, off their use their their new shiny heads to blind the other team. Yeah, <laughs> they're so top defense now. <laughs> I bet Al Horford has pitched it a couple times. He's like, "Yo, we should all just you know go bald." And you know that, like Al, you are Al, you are bald. That's why you're suggesting this. <laughs> I know. Just every occasionally it'll be quiet in the locker room he's like you guys thought about if we all just shaved our heads or something you know <laughs> a chorus a chorus of no's <laughs> and you know honestly joe Missoula is a weird enough guy he'd be like maybe we should try that <laughs> oh yeah no joe's like we're playing 4d chess we should do that everyone get in the shower right now blake get the razors <laughs> joe's like write that down write that down <laughs> The interns are like, what the hell is going on here? Okay. <laughs> okay, coach, sure. Shave heads. Shave heads, win games. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Crazier shit's worked in the NBA. Guys don't wash True. their underwear. Guys wear their shorts backwards. Maybe yeah, I mean, ho- heads is the next move. Hockey's <laughs> the same. Same thing. So many weird superstitions. Yeah, well, I mean... You only got one chance to shine. So if, you know, you had stinky underwear one game and you ball out, you're never going to get rid of them. Never change them. <laughs> Which, heads up, guys, you should change your underwear. Kinda, <laughs> it reminds me of the, oh, man, that must have been two years ago when the Suns were in the Western Conference Finals. And uh, yes. DeAndre Ayton made, like, the game-winning shot just, like, Took his jersey off, all sweaty and gross. Went home and laid it over his son in bed. <laughs> and I was like, yep. "Poor yep. kid." <laughs> Kid's like inhaling his fumes, and it's just like, yeah. "This is a good, this is a good omen." I'm like, "I don't, I don't know about that." <laughs> is the is the wife or girlfriend asleep? Because I don't think she cleared this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Picks up baby in morning. Why does he stink? Like he played forty <laughs> minutes in an NBA game. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you feed him De- yesterday? DeAndre Ayton's like it just smells like a game-winning shot to me. I don't know. <laughs> it smells like a winner to me. I don't know. <laughs> that baby smells like wins. <laughs> oh, that got derailed. <laughs> superstitions man i love it dude i'm all i'm all here for it i don't i i would hate to actually i'm not all here for it because if i ever like met like jt or any any player really that like i've you know watched for a while and appreciate if i met them and like gave them a dap or like gave them a hug or like you know whatever standing next to them and they stunk i'd i would i would fuck up and say it i'd be like dude you smell I'd be like, yo, no disrespect, but we're both humans. You smell bad. Go talk to the shower sheriff. <laughs> you gotta Where's work the sheriff? That guy. Yeah. Where's Blake? 
Oh, man. Um, but we'll leave it on that with sours <laughs> and stank and superstition. <laughs> um, we have another Celtics question. Uh, this one is from Nick Melanson. You can follow him at Nick Melanson underscore on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Shout out Elon for ruining my favorite app, but whatever. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nick says, what kind of minutes slash production do you think we'll get from Peyton Pritchard this year? Mr. PP himself. Uh, White Thunder. Little guy. Peyton Pritchard. I, I, it, Peyton Pritchard is a Grant equivalent to me. Uh, I... I know there's ball in him. I yep. know he can play. Uh, he dropped, like, what was it, like, 90 points in a scrimmage last summer? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happens. Uh, he's got a clean three-point shot. Uh, he can handle. He's fast as hell. But it just seems that when he gets minutes in the NBA, nothing really comes of it. And to be fair... Those minutes are usually ass. We're usually losing. And Joe's like, hey, kid, go out there. And he's like, okay. yeah. <laughs> but with the departure of Smart, uh, Smart had, what did, I got it written down. Smart had 32 minutes per game. Uh, D. White and Brogdon had 28 and 26 minutes, respectively. And Peyton had 13. So Peyton's minutes are going up. Uh, right. He's going to be a rotational guy. I see him being in the top eight. Yeah. Uh, minute wise. But what is, for you, what is more quality minutes rather than we're losing in game <clears throat> four, five, six of, uh, you know, I mean, sorry, one, two, three of the playoff series against Miami. Go out there and do what you can, Peyton. Uh, if they're not minutes like that. Right. <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> yeah. I think that there's there's a I was talking to, to Marty about this before we started that that I've always sort of seen Peyton Pritchard as a I think he's shown that he can perform when needed in the playoffs, not even as much this year as, as you know, last year even and I yep. think that this is an opportunity for him. I'm choosing to continuing to look at the Marcus Smart trade with a positive light where we're getting in these players and seeing yeah. what <laughs> what they can do and trusting the process if you will um not to mm-hmm. not to bring Embiid <laughs> into it but um I think that there's like a there's there's an opportunity here and he'll either kill it or he'll crash and burn I know you're like Grace those are the only two options yeah but for him specifically I think that <laughs> when you've seen his best minutes and you've seen his worst minutes, he hasn't had the opportunities that other players have had to shine. Like Marty said, in games where he's really, they're putting him out there because they believe in him and they want to see what he can do to turn, like turn it on and, and like propel his right. team forward. So I'm interested to see how these minutes work out. I've always been a Peyton Pritchard fan I don't know if I'd say Stan but I've been a Peyton Pritchard fan um I appreciate the little guys who are quick shifty and can handle the ball so I'm excited to see what happens um I don't know about you I don't know how your feelings have have evolved for Peyton Pritchard over time 
they're I like I said, I put him in the same bucket as Grant. I, I think he has a little more upside, uh, just because we haven't seen as much. Like Grant got those key minutes and kind of fumbled the bag. Right. Uh Peyton's never really been put in a situation where it's like, okay, dude, do or die. We need you to come off the bench and like fix it. Um so I think that one, his minutes are gonna go up, obviously. Like he's probably gonna be a twenty minute per game guy. He might be a seventh man, maybe eighth man on the roster. Uh, but he's gonna play real minutes, not just, you know, scraps at the end of games or you know, it's already too far gone. See what you can do with it. And I've seen Peyton Pritchard turn it on. I mean, the kid, when he's hot, when he's on a streak from three-point line, he's near Curry automatic when he's on it. Uh, yep. But, you know, I've only seen that a few times. So I have hope that this amount, and this is also the thing. It's like, this is the last year of his contract, uh, I think after this year, he's an unrestricted free agent or he might be falling into the grant conversation of being a restricted free agent where we can put like a a bid on him and then see who bids on him afterward. But like it's a it's a do or die year for Peyton Pritchard on the team. Um, If he doesn't show out, we might trade him at the deadline. Uh, If he doesn't show out, we might ride it and, you know, let him walk in the offseason. Yep. But for his sake, I want to see him turn it on. I you know, the minutes are there. When you lose a player like Marcus Smart, there's something to be filled up. Uh, I think Derek White's going to do a great job of, you know, filling that role. But there are uh, you need other guys deeper down the line to do that as well. And Peyton Pritchard has the opportunity. Uh, you don't get many opportunities like this in sports where, you know, the main guy is moved or moved on from. And they've been there for so long and they've kind of been a cornerstone of the team. It's an open tryout. Like, yes, uh, Brogdon and uh, White are like quote unquote the guys who are going to fill in for Marcus, but it's an open trial. If Peyton, if Peyton, if Peyton, uh, you know, wows people, if Peyton steps up and like kills it, who's to say that he can't? You know, I don't, I don't see him being starting point guard. But if he's really doing it, then I'm not. If he's if he's proving himself to be a starting point guard, then I'm all for it. Like if he's if he's outshining everyone else, cool. Way to go, bud. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's sort of, I mean, we saw, obviously, Celtics fans remember all too well. It's a Taylor Swift reference, by the way. Remember the, (laughs) remember how significant bench players and, and more specifically kind of deeper bench players really in that spot that he'll be in coming off the bench, how significant they were in defeating I'm gonna always say a better Celtics team because I think they were better and and so that's you know you see that being a a serious it can be a make or break for a team not just in the playoffs so it's an opportunity to to see how we can play into that for sure I mean like yeah I think we both agree the opportunity is there it's going to be interesting to see what he does uh he has upside. It's not like some guy that's on our roster and I'm like, oh, I've given the opportunity. I don't think he's going to do anything with it. He could. He very yeah. well could. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to root against the Celtics player. I hope Peyton balls out and we have to have the conversation at the trade deadline or have to have the conversation at the end of the year. Who are we keeping? That's the best right. case scenario. 
where we're looking at all three of these guys and we're like, oh, damn, Brogdon, White, and Pritch all balled out. We all They all went crazy. We got to figure out who we're going with next year. That's the best case scenario. I don't want mm-hmm. it to be like, all right, yeah, we know that Peyton's leaving or we know we're trading Peyton. Right. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Melly, for the uh, Peyton Pritchard discourse. I haven't gotten into any of it really at all this offseason, so it was – I almost forgot that he was on the roster for a second. Well, just because of all the, you know, higher end uh, drama and discourse and nonsense. Uh, Much like, you know, the JB contract, which leads into uh, another question that we got. Sully, Mike Sullivan, uh, at underscore Mike Sullivan on Twitter. Uh, Shout out to him. He asked, as a guy who doesn't know much about the Celtics, I'm going to rephrase that and say as a guy who doesn't know much about basketball yep yep. was Jalen Brown getting the supermax a surprise uh no not exactly uh we can dive more into it is it gonna be regretted in the future also what are your expectations for the upcoming season so uh I guess we can take that in two parts look at the JB contract was it expected yeah uh yeah he 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 was an all NBA player uh, he was on the all NBA second team. So, you know, he earned, he literally earned that contract. You cannot have that contract offered to you unless you are that guy. Right. You are on one of those, those teams. That, that's, uh, that's what I think is, I think that that's different. Probably it's hard to conceptualize for hockey fans like me with, with the way that all NBA teams work. You're really like, I remember like when we found out that JB made all NBA second team, it was, pretty much a guarantee that he was going to get the Supermax contract. I mean, like, that's... Basically, yeah. That's just how it works. If if the coaches and the writers and everyone who votes on the All-NBA teams select you for one, two, or three, uh, you earn that contract. You are now allowed to be offered it. If you don't make that team, the team is not required, nor can they offer you a Supermax. Right. Uh, So... So he definitely earned it by his play. Uh, again, recency bias really smacked him in the face because he, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he got he got hurt. Um, I say smacked him in the face. I didn't even think of the mask this season. That's hilarious. That's uh, there you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, he he had a, a understandably bad showing. Tatum went down game seven, uh, and the whole the whole game and whole team was put on his back unexpectedly the game plan was to roll out everyone and really have a, a slobber knocker of a thing. And, you know, yes, the lights were a little too bright for him and yes, he didn't show up, but the, the whole season he was playing as an all NBA play. There's only 15 people selected to right. the all NBA team. He right, that wouldn't have happened. Guy. Yeah. 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 The recency so, bias definitely plays a role for sure. And that's like, the whole uh, argument, like, I, you know, the deal took a minute to get done, and everyone was like, oh, are the Celtics pushing, hey, maybe you don't deserve a Supermax. Right. And, like, we didn't know. Uh, and at the end of the day, I remember I was actually at a barbecue with a friend, and he said to me, he's like, you think he's getting the Supermax? And I was like, I don't know, because it would have happened already. And then I left right. the barbecue, and then it happened. And I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He got the money. Um, is it going to be regretted in the future? 
Uh, there's a couple people that will argue that it, it may or may not be. I mean, as the contracts are uh, structured, they get richer and richer as the year goes on, uh, years go on. Uh, right now, he's like averaging, I think it's like 61 or 60.8 uh, million a year. But it's obviously more and more expensive as the contract goes on. But uh, unlike most sports, the NBA's cap is almost guaranteed to go up every year. And it goes up by a good amount. And next year is going to have a big jump. Um, so a lot of guys who I don't even think you can consider in the same conversation as Jalen Brown, if they make all NBA, if they, even if they make the third team all NBA, they're going to get deals that are richer. They're going to they're be paid more money. And you're going to look at Jalen Brown and be like, oh, this might I mean, be a steal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's sort of like we we also talked about how JB at the time, richest NBA contract, immediately, almost immediately was usurped by the richest extension for yep. Anthony Davis. So you see already that there's there's yep. – this was sort of the beginning of, of what will continue to be a, a much bigger contract era for these players. So it's it's hard to say that we're going to regret it when I think that, you know, two years down the line, a Supermax contract is going to look totally different. So Yeah, and I, yeah, no, that's, ex I forgot that uh, actually happened, but like literally right when we got done recording, I think we right after. Put, out the, put out the pod and then hours later, AD's like, Yo, what's up? I'm getting paid sixty-two million a year. And if you're and if we're if we're doing by <laughs> if we're doing by comparison here, I mean, talking about what we'll regret, you know, will we regret this Jalen Brown? I would much rather have made the Jalen Brown contract than I would Anthony Davis. I mean, I think we can all agree Anthony Davis is an incredible player. I mean, was in plenty of plays. MVP talks, but I mean, he's when he plays. <laughs> but that's the thing is that that he's now sort of been a. a really troubled player ever since he even when he was with the pelicans but but certainly after that it's been you know yeah, hard I to mean, say very injury prone uh it's unfortunate like like you said a whole bunch of talent when he's on the court and healthy but I, you're paying him more now than jb who i can count on playing 60 70 almost 80 games a season i'm not putting ad over 50 a season yet i'm not comfortable to say that ad is going to play all 50 or all 50 for him that'd be all 50 <laughs> oh. like, there's no there's no way i see him playing 82 games i don't i don't see right. him playing 70 games i don't play him playing 60 games i still have ad as like a i'm gonna miss a third of the season kind of guy and now he's being paid more than Jalen, and i'm like i like the Jalen deal way more <laughs> mm -hmm. 100 percent. Jalen's gonna be He's 26. He's going to be 27. Uh, the contract's going to end when he's 31. Like, we're getting him in his prime, and we're already seeing people, and it's going to just keep happening. People are going to be paid more than him. Yes, he was the richest man for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's over. Like, that's how these contracts work. I always find it hilarious uh, with the sports discourse. It's like, oh, he has the biggest contract ever. I'm like, until the next one. Like, literally until the next deal is signed, someone else will be richer. Yep. And so, yeah, uh, Jalen for 61 a year versus AD for 62 a year. I'm going Jalen all day, every day in that situation. Uh, no doubt. Just no doubt. You're, you're paying for 
way more upside. I think AD's also kind of hit his ceiling. Not that that's bad. I think that AD's ceiling is crazy, crazy good. But we don't we haven't seen the top of Jalen's game yet. Imagine if he can dribble left. Every hater ever. <laughs> he learns how to dribble left. We got a whole new Jalen. <laughs> But yeah, no, based based on that, Sully and everyone listening, you know, I don't I, I, I don't regret it. I don't see us regretting it in the future. Um, and everybody, be... I mean, there's going to be people out there who are yep. going to criticize it. Hell, in two years, you can all look at maybe it'll be me. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I also think that it was the right, you know, thing for now, I mean, even like the Anthony Davises, I think it's only a four-year extension. Like we're talking, we're expecting Jalen Brown to continue to get better for his entire contract, and I think that that makes Correct. it less regrettable. Correct. Like we're looking at Jalen Brown now, and we have him on the books until he's Dame's age currently. So right. like, Dame only got better. Dame only continued to grow on that team and only, you know, hone in his game. And I, I expect that for Jalen. I only expect at 31. That's the thing at 31. When we have to retalk about this contract, I'm hoping that we're looking at giving him another supermax. I hope that we're arguing that, Oh, he's a 31 year old. Does he deserve a supermax? If that's the case, then we're, again, we're in a great boat. <laughs> right. Um, and then just the tail end of Sully's uh, question. Also, what are your expectations coming into the season? I have high hopes. <laughs> I see Banner 18. I see the vision. Uh, as for the regular season, I don't give a damn. As long as we're not in the play-in tournament, as long as we're, we punch our ticket, I don't care what seed we are. Because guess what? Home court advantage didn't mean shit this year. <laughs> no. We we played like shit in the garden during the playoffs. So I don't care what seed we are. We need to punch our ticket. I think the team is good enough on paper and from everything that I've seen from everyone and from the season that KP put up last year. If everyone's healthy... If Joe Missoula keeps doing Joe Missoula things and making everyone mad, fuck the timeouts, everything. Just roll it out. Do what we did last year. Double down. Banner 18. Yeah. But I'm on high hopes. So let's come back to reality. I feel like Grace will give us a little more of a realistic take. <laughs> I, you know, I am ever a realist. Um, but... I uh, I also think <laughs> that this is a very good team. I think that we, I just, it's so hard to be, first of all, we have to exercise to the garden. Whatever demon is in there, get it the fuck out because the garden was a cursed playoff yep. site for Boston teams. I blame Kyrie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that, you know, we, both, I, you know, there are so many parallels between the Bruins and the Celtics this season, even just beyond, you know, being where they were ranked, who they were playing, you know, because they both lost to South Florida teams and had high expectations. But, you know, you saw 
both yeah. teams and Joe Missoula and Jim Montgomery, who are the head coach, if you don't know, head coach of the Bruins is Jim Montgomery. And I think that you saw across the board how young they were, both in their first full year as a head coach for this team. Sort of, you saw mistakes that were made. I see so much to have been learned from these playoffs. I know, timeout thing. That's just one bit of it. I think that now we're looking at a <laughs> development that I was, I was, I was, if you all want to go find my tweets about Joe Missoula, um, I, uh, I think that there is a, an important lesson. Were you not a Missoula ball fan? I, I am, I have so many heated opinions <laughs> about the Celtics coaching over the years. It's actually very concerning because there was like such a love for Ime and then for that to just go down the drain. And then you want me to like this new, co- I like, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, I'm not calling him bad. You know, I'm never going to call him dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I think that there's a lot, even just beyond coaching. I think there's so much to be learned from this experience and the team didn't, I say that, you know, with a heavy heart, the team didn't get worse. I believe that the team is still correct going to have the same sort of success but you're right just like i don't care with the bruins anymore if we can get into the playoffs obviously the nba does a play-in tournament i'm we're gonna just stay out of that um yeah i think <laughs> that getting in the same way in the nhl i think if you get in anything can happen and we saw it with miami we saw the bucks get knocked out we saw so many unexpected things happening that i think that it's anybody's ball game once you're into the playoffs. It's a new beast. So I'm hoping that we can carry on, figure things out during the regular season, put ourselves in the best position possible going into the playoffs. I need to see Banner 18. I need it. I want it. Yep. I'm it's hopeful. Too many years. <laughs> it's been too many years. I was eight years old when we last won the NBA championship. you were eight i think i was 16 16 <laughs> well for me it's it's easy for me my years are easy because i was born in 2000 so whatever year it was that's how uh, old i was yeah, yeah, yeah. yep yep okay no my my grades were easy whatever year it was was the grade i was in so in 2008 2009 i was in eighth ninth grade there you go so, <laughs> whatever age i was then but it, it many moons ago <laughs> many moons ago <laughs> With my old favorite players, and guess what? The guys who we got for them are now our core. Let's do it again. And then let's keep doing it. Like, I, I'm sick of saying, let's hang Banner 18. I want to talk about a different goddamn number. One, we're yeah. better than the Lakers. They shouldn't have 17 banners. They stole half of them from Minneapolis, but we're not going to talk <laughs> about that. We're not gonna, they're Minneapolis banners, but okay, 17 banners for LA, whatever. Yeah, there you go. Um... But yeah, I'm sick of being tied with them. Uh, I need the one to break away, and then I want so many more to just pull away. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want it to be a conversation of like, oh, the most storied franchise. It's the Celtics. It always will be. It always has been. Uh, you know, we never moved. We don't have banners that belong to other cities. Banner 18, and then every banner after that. Looking forward to it. I think it starts this year. I appreciate Grace being a little more realistic. Uh, and saying, you know, we got to work for it. And, you know, Joe's got to bang out the, the rookie mistakes and everything like that. But we're looking good. 
hope should be high. The sky isn't falling. Uh, and that's where I'm going to leave that one off at. Yeah. Uh, another question that came in. Uh, final one for the week. Primetime Brett. At Brett under... No, no, back it up. God damn. <laughs> At Brett Howard underscore. <laughs> he asks, who should we be looking for to surprise us this year? And then he puts the caveat. Explain it to me in hockey terms. Classic. Well, Brett. <laughs> well, Brett of Only Bruins, the hockey podcast. This is an NBA podcast, but you're lucky that my co-host is multidimensional, has knowledge of both sports. Uh, so we actually are going to pivot this, and I'm going to say an NBA player to look forward to. And Grace is going to give you the hockey equivalent. It's going to be a little exercise of our knowledge and how we can figure this out. But yeah, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a little fun. Yeah. Uh, so who should we be looking forward to to surprise us this year? Uh, I'll name one or two Celtics, and then we'll just go NBA-wise. Uh, who are we looking to surprise us this year? J.D. Davison, I think, is someone who's going to surprise us. J.D. Davison, two-way contract. Uh, he's going to play for the main Celtics. He's going to play for the Boston Celtics. Uh, he's been on the up and up. There's rumor that you know he's measured at 6'1", but he might actually be 6'8", maybe taller. Uh He's got crazy handles. He's a dunker. He is a point guard extraordinaire, but he is baking in our farm system. And I just want him to get NBA minutes. I didn't bring this up during the Peyton Pritchard thing because I want to save it for now because I think that he could steal Peyton Pritchard's job and maybe steal some other jobs. It's but true. if you had to pick a farm boy, I would essentially say, in the NHL that could steal a job from somebody, who would that be? All right, so I'm 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 putting this into a looking back perspective. For those of you who don't okay. know, Logan Thompson was an AHL goalie until he was 26 years old, baking in the farm system. You want to talk about baking? He was baking, and then suddenly he came out onto the scene for mm -hmm. the Vegas Golden Knights this past year, and he was immediately in the Calder conversation for the best rookie. He. People had no idea his ceiling, and still, I think it's still going. But what was super beneficial to him, honestly, and this is where I'll get into one other comparison, what was super beneficial for him was being in the AHL and doing what he had to do. He did his time, and then suddenly people realized yep. what they were missing out on. But I think a, another comparison, not so much in terms of, because styles obviously different from NBA to NHL, but... I think one is yeah. Jacob Lauko. We look at a lot. He has done this infinite switcheroo between the Boston Bruins and the Providence Bruins back and forth. He was just going and back and forth. Just and back and forth, yep. We, we really – he didn't exactly perform to the level that we wanted him to, but that said, we still have high expectations. We still believe there's a ceiling we haven't seen just yet. So that's another comparison to look to for those of you who – either know one sport, know the other. Um, I know that Lauren and I also do a couple uh, NBA, NHL comparisons on this week's All Goals, No Misses because I oh, think that there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's there's a lot of value in looking to these storylines and these, these players and just teams in general and how 
they function similarly and mirror each other. So those are the ones I would give uh, for that comparison. But I'd for love JD, to hear, you know, uh -huh. what other people think if other people are NBA or NHL fans or both. Or both, yeah. Um, no, that's a, those are those are good ones. I like the Lauco comparison. That definitely back and forth is something that I've seen way too much from from JD, and I just want him to get re real minutes. I just want to you want to see what, see happens, what he can do. I, I think he can freak out. I really do. Yeah. I really do. But I could be wrong, you know, like, but I, I want to be proven wrong. I don't want to wonder. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Um, another Celtic, and then we'll go NBA. Uh, surprise Celtic who could fall out this year, or surprise Celtic who we should keep an eye on. Jordan Walsh. Yeah. He is, he was is our second round pick this year. Uh, we wanted him at like number 25 in the draft and then he was available. So we traded down and we got more picks and then he was available again. And then we traded down and we got more picks and we still ended up getting the guy that Brad and Joe wanted. Uh, he balled out in the summer league, uh, you know, wasn't really on anyone's radar besides the Celtics radar. I had no idea who he was coming into summer league or anything like that. I said, oh, cool, a second round pick. Maybe he'll, you know, play for Maine. Uh, I think he might actually get rotational minutes uh, on the yep. actual team, uh, which is a, a stunner, you know, and nobody in the draft class to balling out in the summer league to probably, you know, being on the starting 10. Um, Jordan Walsh, someone to look out for. Who's his NHL comp? <laughs> so I'll do, I'll give you two. I'll give you one that's on the Bruins. Um, I think of Lowry, Mason Lowry, for those of you who don't know, Ohio State product. Boo. Go blue. Um, Go, oh. <laughs> Ohio <laughs> State. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> so I would, uh, that's a good one because also a later draft pick. So he wasn't in these top, you know, this, these lottery picks that that everybody has high expectations for wasn't anyway. Yep. Right. So it's 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 sort of you but we've seen suddenly he balled out this off season and showed what he was worth. And now people are genuinely asking is he going to get serious minutes on our current roster? And it's 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 sort of an only time will tell sort of thing and across the board whether it's NHL, NBA and probably other sports too. You know, you never really know for sure until they're actually on the big, you know, the big boys team. So Right. It's going to be hard to say, but that's the one that I think of when I think of the Bruins, this, you know, but but similar thing that, that Boston knew they wanted him. They knew that they wanted this kid. They had high expectations for him. So I think that's a really good comparison. Um, the other one that I'll put out there, which is less comparison in the draft wise, but more comparison to think teams have certain expectations is uh, Leo Carlson, who ended up being drafted second overall by the Ducks in the place where everyone thought Adam Fantilli was going to go. Um, right. He kind of gives me, it's kind of a similar, better comparison is like when Christoph Porzingis was drafted. Yep. Similar drafted thing, there was and no one knew. <laughs> a lot of disappointment. People who yep. really are, you know, blaming the team, blaming management. What the fuck are you doing? But I think that that's another one who ultimately is going to, he's a little more guaranteed he's going to get minutes, mostly because the Anaheim Ducks suck. But yeah. he, he is... <laughs> He's going to, he has these, 
you know, expectations that people are expecting him to live up to, um, that he has a lot to prove. And I think that people are going to be surprised by him in the same way that I think people are going to be surprised by Jordan Walsh. Hell yeah. No, those were, I love, yeah, Lorai especially with the, no one really wanted him. No one really had him on their board, but we did. Right. And we knew what we wanted. And then, you know, he's shown up. And now it's a question like, oh, wait, you showed up in, in, in an important situation, but not so important that it's like, you know, the big the big show. But what right. will you do in the big show? Because now we're excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let me give you, let's say, two NBA players, not Celtic. We'll go, we'll go for two random guys in the NBA. Hell yeah. Uh, that I think everyone should look out for. Josh Giddy. Josh <laughs> That's a good one. Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder is a baller. And I was going to say SGA. I love Shy Gildas Alexander. I was about to as well. That was going to be mine that I said <laughs> if I was saying him. Honestly, maybe I can give you a duo then. The two of them because their Ooh. team is on the up and up. Let's do that. SGA and Josh Giddy. Their team is on the up and up. You know, they've been rebuilding ever since KD decided to screw them over. Um, and now they finally have talent around them. They finally have, like, a good team, a good vibe. They have plenty of draft picks to, like, keep looking for building in the future. But they got two cornerstone, cornerstone pieces who are very young, very promising, and a one-two punch that, you know, might be unseen in the NBA. NHL me. <laughs> I, I have a great comparison for this one, actually. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, Mo Sider, Lucas Raymond, both of them in their first year. So now they're two years into the league. Both of them in their first year were in talks for the Calder uh, Trophy. Mo Sider ended up winning it, um, but Lucas Calder was also in it. My mother is just creeping into this into the picture right now. Um, <laughs> I uh, she can be a guest star. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, the uh, what I look at is that so this is everybody who's been watching the Red Wings knows that this is a team that has been going through the rebuilding process. They have a good leader, yep. some may argue, in Dylan Larkin. Um, <laughs> but very similar, these two young players who they are relying on to be really the cornerstone of their franchise, much in the same yep. way back in OKC, you know, I don't really count James Harden, but considering you know Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook when they were the two people who we were going to build the franchise on as the Thunder, very yep. similar. You have these two young players, and you have th the issue is the people around them. You have these role players that are still trying to figure out their identity, still sorting through really who do we want yeah. in what places to best stay? make? Are they gonna? What are they gonna do? Right. Who and so are I, they? I, yep. I think that very similar. I don't know if this is the Red Wings' year. The same way I don't know that this is the Thunder's year, especially because the the Red Wings are in a brutal Atlantic division. But what you do look at is that you had on a team that was really bad at the time. This would have been the 2021-2022 season. A team that was really bad. You had two Calder nominees. I actually right. don't even know if Lucas Raymond was... No, he was nominated. You had two Calder nominees out of three vying for that trophy. You saw that these kids are going to be stars. And right. they both they both the play into... The franchise. They, and they both, they both play into different roles on the ice. I think the same way that Josh Giddy and Shea play into to different 
important aspects of the Thunder's game. And one is arguably better than the other. And and I think more people look to SGA as a superstar than they do Josh Giddy. But he certainly came out and surprised people. And that was very much sure. the same as what Lucas Raymond did, is that he came out and surprised people. Um, even though most siders look to a little bit more as like the star, this kid is going to win the Norris. Um so yeah, that's my, and I think that that's a that's that's a great comparison. I'm giving it to myself. Snaps to me. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, snaps to, snaps I'm, to Grace. <laughs> I'm I'm giving that was a good one for those of you who who watch both. I want you to hype me up in the in the replies for this episode. <laughs> throw that throw the the roses throw the throw yeah the cheers out there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, this is why girls should watch sports. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Last player surprise player um you know i wanted to say wemby but like eh like he's gonna be what he's gonna be star rookie of the year blah blah bedard blah. bedard-esque yeah exactly high expectation if they mess up they mess up and it's gonna look silly right uh, it's not much not much to look at with that um but i'm gonna say jordan Poole. Of the Washington Wizards. Go blue. Oh my God. <laughs> Go blue. You had to know that was Drink. coming. Drink. <laughs> Jordan Poole of the Washington Wizards uh, paid a huge amount of money over in uh, Golden State. And then they, for some reason, can't give up on their retirement home team. Uh, they don't want to move Christ. away from Clay. They don't want to move away from Clay. They don't want to move away from Dre. They don't want to move away from Steph. They want to keep that core. That's why I, I, I compare on all goals, no misses. I compare the Penguins to the current Golden State Warriors, not really knowing if they're going to let go of their old men, yep. even if yeah. it costs them their chances. They give up on Jordan Poole after giving him a, a giant contract. Uh, obviously, you know, there was a little bit of uh, locker room issues with him and Dre. Uh, oh, really? But, what happened, huh? <laughs> uh, Dre snuffed him. We all saw it. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> They, they were arguing about honestly actually they were arguing about mitch versus mitch state um and it got yeah. you know what yeah <laughs> uh so pool now has been moved they basically said he didn't have a good enough season uh even though he was you know i mean up down whatever he he didn't do what that contract was worth he is now shipped over to a full rebuild team but like they have pieces they're all older guys who have been kind of thrown away from their team uh you know it's him and coos and you know whoever else is on the with dano and moose <laughs> uh, so you know a guy who was given the keys to the castle kind of looked at like the next heir apparent then the team after a year gave up on him and moved him over to a different team but I think that, you know, given this opportunity, Jordan Poole could come back. Yep. NHL comp me. This one's tough, but I I have a couple. The first one, I'll, this will be very appealing to Bruins fans. And I, I look to, he's got one extra step in between for what it's worth, um, mm -hmm. is Tyler Bertuzzi going from the uh. Red Wings. You know, bleh, going from the Red Wings to the Bruins, and I, I don't, I'm not really going to count the Bruins stop. I'm going to count it a little bit, but mostly now moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs, where he'll be playing now, um, uh. is yeah, still <laughs> sore, um, still Who's painful. This motherfucker? 
this this bitch but for what it's worth so when he was on the red wings for anybody who doesn't know he for the most part was playing um on their ahl team um in grand rapids and that was he was hugely successful and for what it's worth though they were a very good team um while the red wings were sucking um but he was playing uh on the team and ended up winning what is their version of the con Smythe. so when you win the ahl you they give a, a an mvp basically to the to an the mvp award yep right to the to the uh, best player who had been on the winning team typically um and so he continuously he won that so he was and he, he got occasional minutes and eventually pretty much in the last season save for covid because he didn't get a vaccine so he couldn't play in canada he was getting pretty substantial <laughs> yeah he was getting pretty substantial minutes for the red wings and wasn't he was good he was very good and but it was on a bad team um so that's a little bit different but what happened right. in the end is that they were not willing to continue trying this out that he was an ahl player who wasn't going to succeed as much as they the red wings specifically wanted to in the era they were in um right. so they decided to trade him and and it ended up being temporarily to the bruins but ultimately to the maple leafs who are not in a rebuilding era, but what they are in is in an era of you have stars. You have people on your yep. team who have succeeded, but now you're looking for a missing piece that you're you're kind of taking a, a, a risk on. You know, you're you're not I and don't get me wrong, I love Jordan Poole. I was going to Michigan at the time when he hit that shot in the NCAA tournament. Um but I, 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 uh, I, I think that that's, that's one comparison that at least comes to mind. Um, for me, the other one that I want, that I would like to see happen, and it could go either way in this trade. For those of you who don't remember last year, there was the trade between the flames and the Panthers in which they switched the, the major pieces of this trade where they switched. Matthew Kachuk went to go and play for the Panthers and Huberto came and played for the flames. I think that you see in those two things, a, the, the, the two ends of the spectrum of things that could happen with Jordan Poole at this point in time is that he will either, cause Huberto was a, was a pretty big star on the Panthers. And then, immediate drop off it was like he went yep. from a 40 goal season to a 15 goal season you know 80 point season to like 30 points or something yeah, um just fell off right so you saw that and and but the other side of that deal was Matthew Kachuk and he played a bigger role on the Flames than did Jordan Poole on the Warriors but similarly they thought he was a young kid who didn't have the star power they needed and he was a great player but now we look back at that and we're like the flames lost that deal because they oh, yeah. sent him down there and he became a star on a team that wasn't expected to do that well wasn't expected to do anything and then smacked us in the mouth right and so that's that's what <laughs> honestly i i wouldn't put it past the wizards to see in this kid something that the golden state warriors were choosing to overlook because they were relying on what they had flames the same thing they were expecting that this was going to be their missing piece and then they didn't even make the playoffs so you have to and and similarly the flames decided to rely on older more experienced players instead and that clearly did not work um so i'm i'm looking Potentially, can Jordan Poole have a rise like Matthew Kachuk did this past season to like 
Matthew Kachuk now solidified himself as maybe the best American player right now. Yeah. Wow. Austin and, Matthews, and, whatever. And their guy. Like, going forward, their guy. The, the, Panthers, the Panthers are going to lean on him and build around him. Yep. And, and he, that and could it, happen for Jordan. It really could. And that's 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 the thing is that there was a, this – he's being put in a situation where the – the team is basically saying, like, we can see you being a star. Get out yep. there and, and do it. Be our do star. We because be- we, we believe in you. We, we, need we think that we won this trade and we need it. Right. So exactly. It. Yep. So those are those are my, my uh, comparisons there. I, I think that, that we have a chance to see Jordan Poole do something special. I obviously want to see Jordan Poole do something special. For those of you who don't know, I went to the University of Michigan. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Um, so I want to see him succeed because I've always loved him. I think he was another sort of underappreciated later in the draft. Didn't have all the hype around him, even that a lot of other Michigan players at the time who were drafted got. Um, yep. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think these Wizards, I think they have a chance to do something. You know, they, uh, they, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, you know what? Let's, let's, let's do this right now. Everybody can, can quote one of us at the end of the season. Once we see what happens with the Wizards. I don't know. I think they might surprise you. I think the Wizards will be in the lottery. <laughs> Could be. You can quote you can quote me on that. I will one. quote you. I will quote you on that come <laughs> one year's time. Hell yeah. Whatever. I might be wrong, I might be right. They're not my team, so at the end of the day, no sweat off my back. <laughs> yeah. Um Thank you for that question, Brett. I actually, that was a lot of fun. I think we're going to have to do that uh, we again should. or later on in the season. Yeah. Do some more, maybe even other sports. Just throw out some comparisons. Of, yeah. You know, and like not teams. Not everyone follows basketball. Yep. And teams too. Uh, not teams everyone follows too, you know, basketball what? like we do. So yeah. how can we make it relatable for you? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, because I think, I think a lot of people who are, you know, who came into PTP and are listening to PPP might, PPP, PTP. <laughs> Changing the name Hell of the, yeah. the, the, the broadcast. Triple P. PPP and CCC, cross-court coverage. Um, but no, I think yeah. a lot of people came in as hockey fans, and a lot of hockey fans have started listening to our podcast, which is cool. And I hope vice yeah, versa. Awesome. So I'm, 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 I'm excited to hopefully give you guys some, some comparisons that you can take into the world when you're watching or talking about things with uh, other sports people. Yeah, and I mean – with respect to that, I'm up in my hockey game and knowledge every week and every day. Uh, I can't not with Grace on the other side of the mic, you know. Oh, yeah. I got to keep up. I got to keep up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know plenty of Bruins stuff, but when it comes to other there people, you go. people say, no, nah, people say people in the league. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you where he plays or <laughs> if he's even in the NHL. Sure. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think. We'll wrap it there with that, but definitely revisit the uh, the topic, the idea, the exercise. Uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up here with the episode. This has been episode two. Uh, we are cross court coverage and all NBA podcast focusing mainly on the Celtics, but you know we're gonna go everywhere with it. We got oh, yeah. knowledge of a whole bunch of different sports. We got varying opinions. We got a weird back and forth that we're, we're just gonna keep throwing at you, and you're gonna keep listening to. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're brought to you by Primetime Productions. Uh, we're nothing without Mama Bear. Thank you, PTP. P-T-P. Uh, that's a T in the middle. 
Primetime Prods, P-R-O-D-S on Twitter. I almost said Twitch. Grace has got my brain <laughs> scrambled. Close. <laughs> they are. They actually are on Twitch. I don't know their handle though. But I don't know. There it. will be. There will be PTP Twitches. So look out for that. Uh, look out for all our sister and brother pods. Look out for our hot takes on the timeline, whether it's coming from CCC itself. Don't know who runs that account. Or from me or Grace. <laughs> um, I've been Meat Man. Grace has been Grace. Go Celtics or go fuck yourself. We out. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We're so back. We're so back. <laughs>